up, Buds? What's up? BJ and Daryl bring to you Buds Watch Wrestling. I'm BJ. And I'm Daryl, and this week we watch wrestling. Yeah. From home. That's where we usually watch it from. <laughs> I know. But we had to this time. We were together, but so we're, we're in a group of less than three people, so right. we're okay. Yeah. Trips is keeping a social distance. So. She is. So are we. I mean, we're still like six feet apart. Pretty close, yeah. Uh, Our knees might not be right. because we're sitting, but... Right. But, yeah. We're also There's not... No saliva. We're also, yeah, we're also not coughing in each other's faces or any nonsense like no. that, so... Yeah, we're not making out, nothing like that. But we did watch wrestling. We did watch wrestling. Not and much, because there wasn't much this week no. because of it, but... Right. You know, things it's are changing. Still. Um, I did like some of, well, we can start off with Raw, and I'll tell you what I liked about this. Like, we started off with Edge coming down and mm-hmm. cutting a promo. I like that he was able to, like, stare into the camera. Yes. And, like, fucking awesome promo. It was really good. Yeah. Basically, it was more or less, like, you couldn't give her the chance, you couldn't give Beth the chance to even talk and say what she came to say. Right. But she came to retire for me because she didn't think I should have to do this twice. Right. But now I'm going to kick your ass instead, basically. Uh-huh. And then he fucking leveled MVP, because MVP kept trying to interrupt him, and Edge was just ignoring him, which was fantastic. Yeah. And then finally he said something about Beth, and Edge snapped and speared the shit out of him. Right. Then Orton tried to get the RKO in, but instead, mm-hmm. Edge hit the RKO out of nowhere. It was good looking, too. Right. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Orton slid it away. Yep. It was good times. Yeah. And it's going to be a last man standing match. Yeah, so, I figured they were going to throw some kind of <clears throat> some kind of something mm-hmm. at it. They needed some pizzazz. What's going to be dope, like, it is sad, I mean, which we'll talk about it more, <clears throat> but in an empty arena, a last man standing match between these two could be a lot of fun. Yeah, they could have a lot of fun with this. Yeah. So It opens up all kinds of possibilities <clears throat> on what can be done when right. there's no crowd to get in the way, no people you have to worry about also hurting. Right, exactly. They can just hurt each other. Yeah. So, And I also like the story of, like, Edge drove, you know, 17 hours both ways to, to be there. To be there. Right. To fucking cut this promo, and it was excellent. It's about right. He's in North, North Carolina, so I yeah. don't think it's quite 17 hours. Right. But both ways. Yeah, I guess round trip. It'd like, yeah. be... Pretty close yeah. from Orlando, yeah. Right, about eight nine hours. Yeah. So, depending on traffic, right? Which there is none right now, so it's not that bad. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. And then we got the Royal Rumble match for yes. like an hour and a half. So, yeah. It was just this past one. It was just the show. Right. Basically, Drew. I thought they were going to show it up until the part where Drew kicked him out, they'd go to commercial mm-hmm. break and come back and show the last segment of the Royal Rumble match. Right. But no, they showed the whole fucking thing. It took like over 90 minutes with commercials and all to get through it. Right. But, you I, know, it's yeah. a, they had a three-hour show to fill. Yeah. I, I just turned it off and watched uh, like two episodes of a Seinfeld and then turned it back on. I left it on, but I was doing other things in the background. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Plus, this last this last year's Royal Rumble was a pretty good Royal Rumble match, honestly. It was. It so, was. I was fine with it. I wish they would have showed something a little older. I think that would have been cooler than what I just watched. But, right. whatever. And it was free. Mm-hmm. You can also watch uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin win his first WWE Championship over Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14, free on YouTube right now. Yeah. WWE put that up. They put Flair's retirement match up for free in, in its entirety this nice. week, too. Few other things, but those are the two yeah. big ones that really stuck out in my mind. 
Nice. Um, I mean, the fucking pop at 14 when Austin wins is yeah. nuts. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, then we had The Undertaker come out. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. This was bad. Right? He was just pacing in the ring. And I like to picture... Cause like, well, he was mad because he came out to sign a contract and there was no contract right, out there. And he right. was mad. And I'm like, what the fuck is this is what they're doing with this? It's the fastest yeah. he's come to the ring in years well, yeah. since he rode a motorcycle to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And he's upset at AJ. Right. And AJ's music didn't, or it hit twice. And then he didn't. He never out, showed up. And he was on the screen. Um, Gallows and Anderson. Yeah. OC. Right. And his promo was pretty good. He's yeah. like, you know. Peyton Manning doesn't just show up and try to play in the Super Bowl. Right. Just because he's Peyton Manning. Like, you know, Brett Favre doesn't show up like that. Michael Jordan doesn't show up in the NBA Finals. Just Jordan like, probably could, though, in all fairness. Probably. But it's like they don't. So how hard right. does The Undertaker only get to show up when it's WrestleMania season? And Well, he, he also shows up for Saudi Mania seasons. That's true. That's not fair. Either. The money seasons. Right. So. This year's going to be so much money. Right. Yeah. And then AJ sends them to the ring at Gallows and Anderson. That's mm-hmm. who right. That's who them is. Right. Well, we mentioned and, they were there, so. Right. And the Undertaker uh, beats them. So. The light went out and then came back on. And while they were out, he had got out of the ring and went out behind them. Right behind them. And then he turned on and they were behind him. And like you could tell like Gallus' facial expressions. He's so good at it. His mm-hmm. facial expressions. Like he knew what was going to happen. And right. he turned around and sure shit. There's the taker. Beat the fuck out of him. And signed the contract. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this was the only match we got on the night that was live. Undertaker mm-hmm. versus the table. He beat the fuck out of that table. Yeah, we did get another match. That's true. We did. Yeah. The tag team. Yeah. No. The Rey Mysterio versus Andrade. Oh, yeah, I thought that was SmackDown. No. That did happen. That was on Raw. Fair enough. Which was, I mean, it was alright for, you know. Again. Again. Yeah. But, I mean, these two guys. You gotta do what you gotta guys. do in these times. I mean, right. some match was better than no matches, so right. I'll take it. Yeah. And Mysterio beat Andrade, too. Yes. Because, so. of course, he did 50 um, booking power. But the best part about this was Asuka's on commentary. Oscar's fucking amazing on commentary. And yeah, it was fucking fantastic. Like, she was all about Andrade. Just give her the microphone and, all of the time. Right? I mean, yeah. And there was barely any English, and it was still fantastic. So. I loved the King playing along with her, and, like, they were feeding off each other, even though Asuka was speaking a different language, and the King obviously didn't know what the fuck she was saying. Mm-hmm. But she kept saying right, so he agreed with her, and they <laughs> right. were getting along really well. It was really yeah. fun. It's it's one of the best spots I think the King's done since he come back after oh, yeah. SmackDown moved over to Fox. Mm-hmm. Like, this has been one of his best spots with, with Asuka. That's where he's always best, though, is working and feeding off somebody mm-hmm. else. He doesn't... His... His style was good for when he was on, but it doesn't stand the test of time like a JR, you know, calling a match kind of style does. Right. So, yeah. But, yeah, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, let's see. Becky came to the ring next. Um. Yeah, they showed her earlier in the night. She showed up in a fucking semi-truck with her face painted on it and shit. 
Apparently that was already made for her WrestleMania entrance. Right. And that's what that was going to be for. Right. But I was going to say that for news and rumors, but yeah. it does fit here. So. Right. Why not? Right. We put it where it fits. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> and sometimes places it don't. Right. We'll make it. Uh, but yeah, she came out to the ring calling out Shayna. Mm-hmm. Um, who wasn't there? Who wasn't there? No. She was watching backstage or whatever. Ish. So. Yeah. Yeah, this was alright. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, Austin came out. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, he came out. Becky confronted him. They drank some beer. Right. Austin well, had to read his lines off cue cards. They had to set it up as a gimmick that he had uh-huh. cue cards because Austin's not going to memorize lines. They right. gave the best professional wrestling speaker that's ever fucking lived mm-hmm. written lines to say, what the fuck? Right. This would be like if AEW scripted Jake Roberts. Like, you have yeah. one of the best talkers that's ever existed. Just let him fucking talk. Yeah, yeah I get that. It was funny, though. It was hilarious. They fucking the, sold it well, but of yeah. course he's Austin can get anything over. That's why Austin was the biggest professional wrestler that ever right. lived, as far as you know, popularity. Yeah, and Sax, yeah, Saxon played his role perfectly, and then yeah, that's when Becky and came it made, out, and it made sense because somebody's got to take a bump. There's not very many people there, and Byron Saxon was the only guy that could pull this off and take the bump because he was a trained professional wrestler and knows right. how to take the bump. So I liked it. I thought it was one of the best mm-hmm. things Byron Saxton's ever done yeah. in wrestling, too. It was good. He knew um, his role. He shut his mouth. He took a stunner. Great. Yeah. He rated everything Austin had to say. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. And Becky came out. And, yeah, more beers were had. And Woo! That, that was wrong. That was wrong. And there was and no he- power. Right, no power. The NWA did put out a statement that because of canceling the Crockett Cup, mm-hmm. they didn't want to just air the show as it had already been edited, talking about all that. So they're going to re-edit it and probably put it out this coming week. But instead, they put out the entire NWA 70th show, yeah, uh, which was actually a really good time. I didn't realize, but that's where the national title was reintroduced. Okay, They had a little tournament for that, which was a good time. Mm-hmm. We had the two out of three falls match between Cody Rhodes and um, Nick Aldis for the NWA Heavyweight Championship, right. which was also the debut of Camille, which was fucking fantastic, mm-hmm. which I knew that's where de- Camille debuted, but right. for the buds out there in case they didn't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was really fun. Uh, it's free, so if you got three hours to spare and you want to watch some good wrestling, check it out, buds. Possibly. And then we had AEW Dark after that, which right. because... This was filmed a week ago. was still just a normal episode of Dark with the crowd and everything. Right. Had our normal four matches, I believe, this weekend. Yeah. Yep. Something like that. And they're starting to tell more stories on Dark, which is neat, too. Right. I want to, after Dark, I want to talk about something else before we get into Dynamite. But let's get through Dark okay. first, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, we had Colt Cabana versus Peter Avalon. Yeah, this was fine. This was kind of getting cold out. For anybody who might not know who Colt Cabana is that watches right. AEW, I find that hard to believe. Right. But maybe. Maybe. Some kids that have gotten into wrestling through AEW, maybe. Yeah, but possibly. That have never, that didn't watch a decade ago when Colt was, I don't want to say a bigger name, but was more pre- prevalent, I guess. Mm-hmm. He did more. Yeah. Um, obviously, he picks up the win. Yeah, Peter Avalon's not winning. No. So I, I think, like that Avalon and Bates are starting to actually 
play more off of each other and work together as as opposed to working beside each other. Yeah. And I think they could end up being a really fun duo down the road too. They kind of did a little fake romantic spot that I enjoyed, where like Leva got up on the apron and got in between him, and like. I think she, like, ran at Cole to hit him or something, and he hopped mm-hmm. off the apron, and she almost decked Avalon, but he, like, swooped her and did, like, the... Oh, okay. Like, he was going to kiss her, like... Yeah. Nice. I, I want to see Ben her over, but that right. doesn't sound right, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're dancing, dipped and he's her. like, dipped her, yes, thank you, thank you, that's the correct terminology. Yeah. So that was a good spot, I like that. Nice. That was fun. Right. Um, then we had the hybrid two, which is, uh, you know, Jack Evans and Angelico. Mm-hmm. Against Brandon Cutler and Michael Naka, Naka, Nakazawa. You knew Cutler and Nakazawa weren't going to win this, but right. God, do I find myself cheering for Brandon Cutler every time. Yeah. Every time I see this guy, I'm really into Brandon Cutler. Mm-hmm. He's good. He is. He does things he doesn't, like, not like Kevin Owens does things he doesn't look like he should be able to do. Like, Owens mm-hmm. does the cannonballs and the shit that, like, Kevin Owens doesn't look like that athletic kind of guy. Right. But he's so tall and he looks like he'd be derpy, but he can actually do these moves and do right. them really well. And, uh, yeah, I like Brandon Cutler, but it was mm-hmm. not to be. Hyper <laughs> 2 pick up the victory. I liked uh, Taz and Excalibur here uh, talking about how Team Hybrid 2 have been kind of on a downslope and how mm-hmm. when they showed up on the scene, they were one of the premier tag teams and were thought to going to be you know, early competitors for the titles in 2020, they've kind of been on a downslope and are trying mm-hmm. to pick it up. I love the little stories they're starting to tell on, on Dark. Yeah. We get more of it later on as well, more story stuff later right. from other wrestlers. Yeah. Um, yeah, next we had uh, Penelope. 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 There you go. Wow, that was hard. <laughs> Penelope Ford with Kip Sabian versus Riho. And uh, Penelope actually picking up the win here. She did. They've been featuring her recently more and more and more, so I think maybe she's mm-hmm. going to start working her way up and we're going to start seeing her in the you know, more and more women's, featured women's wrestlers. Yeah. It seems like they're uh, starting to do something which I'm a fan of, which is let's work with the talents that's there instead of pushing like Riho's there once every couple of months mm-hmm. or Yuka is, I love them don't get me wrong but right. they're not there all the time I'm cool with Sheeta because she's there week in and week out yeah. it's not you know that they're Japanese women that's the problem it's that they're not there all the time so right. let's focus on people that are there your Britt Bakers your Penelope Fords fucking Big Swole mm-hmm. we're starting to focus on her a little bit more too which is cool Hoping, man. Fingers crossed they're going to fix this women's division. They've got some good talent on there. They've got some women that could be something. Right. Let's keep going. And then the main event Mm -hmm. was Chris Daniels versus, uh, was it Uno, I think? It was Grayson. Grayson. Yeah. Versus Stu Grayson. He was supposed to face Grayson first, and then he was going to face Uno, and when no exalted one came out to save him, it would prove that neither of them were there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, Christopher Daniels picks up the win. Yeah. Evil Uno was pissed. Well, yeah. And he said, you know, you're going to find out who the exalted one is. He's going to be here on Dynamite. Yep. So I guess we'll find out. So, last year I bitched a lot um, about a lot of AEW stuff I wasn't a fan of. Mm-hmm. And they fixed most of it. And here's yeah. something else I realized. Last year I, I was not a fan of how they weren't telling their stories on TV. Yeah. And you had to watch Being the Elite and you had to watch Sammy Guevara's podcast, and mm-hmm. you have to watch the YouTube channel for AEW, and and you have to pay attention to Twitter to get it. Yeah. 
And now, instead of it feeling like I don't know what's going on because I don't watch all of those, when I do watch them, I'm being rewarded with Mm -hmm. little nuggets of stuff for watching the extra stuff. And that's the way you do the extra stuff. They're fixing everything. That's why I have high hopes for the women's division, too. I I really think they need one big-name female wrestler. Awesome Kong was a good start, Mm -hmm. but I think they need... uh, not even if they're even if they're not wrestling, but like a Medusa, a right. Melina. I know it probably wouldn't happen, but Alita or Trish Stratus. Yeah. Um, a big big name, a Bella, but that's never gonna right. fucking happen. But God, if they could get Nikki Bella on AEW, honestly, you know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Excuse but me. you know, honestly, what I would like to see would be um, bringing Vicky Guerrero as a manager. Fuck yeah! Right. Have her. She's already her. been on AEW yeah. once. Right. WWE's already disowned her because of it. Right. Like, in my opinion, her, she should have been the mouthpiece for Nyla Rose. That would have been fantastic. Because, yeah, Nyla's not the best talker. Vicky is one of the best heel female talkers ever. She's up there with, like, fucking Sensational Sherry and Luna Vachon. Right. Um, Different, because Mm -hmm. wrestling's changed a lot from when they were prevalent, but... I still think Sherry's the best female, yeah, heel wise. Anyways, at least yeah, for sure. I can't think of anybody better than her from that escort manager type perspective. No, Luna was close. Dude, Luna was too. Yeah, Luna. When Luna was doing physical stuff in the ring, it was mm-hmm. more believable than when Sherry did it. But Sherry knew yeah. that and was doing taking off the high heel and right. smacking them and doing you know that kind of shit. Right. Where I miss those ladies. Yeah. They were fantastic. Where Luna, you felt she could actually kick some of these guys' asses because mm-hmm. she was fucking. Nuts. She could have kicked some of those. Yeah. Didn't she have a few with fucking one, two, three kid or somebody? They did yeah. some intergender type shit back like way back then before it would have and like nobody cared back well you get away with a lot more in the 90s than you can now on TV in a lot of ways yeah but But yeah so um alright Dynamite yeah Dynamite this Um, was one of the best episodes of Dynamite they've produced so far 25 weeks in or whatever the fuck it is this was this was the two hour like break from reality I needed this week yeah, like, I, mean, I don't even have a real, job, and it's been right. so real. It's been like yeah. things just everything's fucked this week. Right, it's been a rough week. Um, they know they're this, living it, man. We're all yeah, living it yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. Um, but yeah, this was a perfect release just to get away. I yeah, think. there was Cody. one one little little thing. Mm-hmm. But even because the whole show was so good, even that one thing, right. it was an afterthought. Like, oh, that was kind of dumb. But yeah. even in the heat of the moment, I didn't even realize it was it wasn't that bad. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad. We'll get there. Right. Um, but we started off, and this was fantastic too, because Cody, you know, come out, cut a promo, kind of about everything. Yeah, when it came on and the air, then, he was yeah, out was in the standing crowd. in the ring. Um, I watched the TNT version this week. I didn't okay. watch it from yeah. Uh, the fight. UK version, the fight version. So yeah. I didn't get the in between stuff. Right. But, um, but yeah, he's just standing in the ring and like. You he know, basically just cuts a promo this. about, hey, it's a scary time, but mm-hmm. we're here to entertain you, so let us entertain you. Right. And then he weaves that into his storyline with the elite yep. for Blood and Guts. Um, he says, yeah, you know, we all need to stick together as the world and 
we need to stick together as the elite. So brings out, you know, calls out all three of the other guys, Kenny and Hangman and Matt. Kenny and, and Matt come out first. But Kenny and Matt come out, and Hangman wasn't there. And, uh, you know, Matt's like, well, where's, where's Hangman? And then Hangman comes out and just cheers at him and walks away. like, are you with us? And he's like, kind of a, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with I also you. like that he put out that release last week about mm-hmm. how he's not going to drink any more beers from the fans. In fact, he's switching over to whiskey. Yeah. And sure as shit, the first time you see him on your TV, uh-huh. he's got a whiskey yep. in his hand. Fucking sure nice. Is. I loved it. Right. Good job, Hangman. Mm-hmm. They're, they're knocking it out of the park with putting him over. Yeah. And I mean, whiskey fits. I think whiskey is more of a cowboy drink. I agree. The beer just works with the fans being able to give him a beer and him being able to do that part of it and have that moment with the fans, which is huge in helping him get over, too. So, but it it does, the whiskey, you're right, it's better for his character. Right. Um, But yeah, this was really well done. Yes, it was. (laughs) And then, uh, (coughs) and then we have MJF, uh, Tony Schiavone in the stands. And see, I like this more than what WWE is doing because you still get some, like, crowd reaction. You get to hear things in the yes. background. And, yeah, they were there, or MJF was there with Wardlow and... Chomp Spears, Spears and Tully was sitting back there right. behind him and they were gambling. And yeah. Tony's like, are you gambling? Like, how dare you, Tony? And then they pushed the mic away and they said, you want in on this or what? Yeah. <laughs> um, that was fantastic. Yeah. And this was one thing I noticed... Um, and they need to, like, I feel like WWE does a better job with this than AEW, but they need to stop sharing microphones. Yeah. Just like in this climate, I've noticed AEW, they were still like, even, um, you know, when Kenny gets in the ring, he took it straight from yeah. Cody. It's, and they I mean, probably don't even think about it, I dude. Know, but like, yeah, they're Because I wouldn't right think there. about shit like that. Yeah. I've touched my wife. I was, we sat on the same piece yeah. of furniture this week. Oh, don't eat her ass, though. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, but... The I did not, but that's awesome. Yeah, because this is like a... Respite, I don't know, but they said you can get this from eating ass, so... Don't eat ass. I haven't yet, so, <laughs> so I'm glad to know now just before so it's you know. too late. Yeah. You heard it here first, but... Well, maybe you didn't. Maybe, maybe you heard it from the CDC first. Right, but I saw it on Twitter. I don't know if it's You heard CDC, it here. But Fair enough. I saw it on Twitter. It might just be a joke, too. No, because it's like, I don't know, but yeah. It could be spread through the anus. Right. Because that's how they have a, t- there's one test that way. Oh. So. Fair enough. Right. Yep. I think I'd rather have the throat swab personally, but. Yeah, me too. Um, and yeah, let's get back to AEW. <laughs> uh, the Lucha Brothers took on the best friends up next. Yeah, this was fun. With Orange Cassidy on uh, commentary. Yep. So, Which was the best commentary yeah. work maybe ever. It was riveting, um, in my opinion. Yeah. But no, really good match. Yeah, this, there was nothing. You know, and then Orange Cassidy doing the dive off, which was really good. Mm-hmm. But Lucha Bros do pick up the win here. Yeah, they, they've had momentum here the last couple of weeks. Yeah. But so best friends, too. They yeah. were starting to pick up, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this was, this was fine. This was um, a good match. Right. But the best was the... There was an interview afterwards. Yeah. Uh, and while he didn't get to say shit, um, Chucky e. T did get to say dick. Yes. He's going to kick uh, 
going to kick them in the dick next week because they're going to have a street fight in the parking lot, which, I mean, that's the thing they need to do. Like, there's no fans. You might as well get creative with it. Like, yeah, go all out. You have the opportunity to take advantage of the situation. Right. Let's get, yeah, let's get dangerous. Mm-hmm. Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck style. Penelope Ford. Right. With Kip Sabian versus Riho versus Chris Statlander versus Akira Shida. Yeah, this um, was the thing after the fact I thought about that was dumb because, again, it's just more mm-hmm. random women in a match. Right. So what's the fucking point? Well, but I, it was a good match. It was a good match. And I can give it a pass this week because this is better than fucking not watching anything at all. Exactly. Um, I did like... They beat the fuck out of Kip Sabian throughout the Didn't whole they? thing. That was the best part of the match, I think. Right. And, of course, Hikaru Shida picks up the win, and she's yeah. still your number one contender, and it seems like they're really building towards her taking on Nyla. Yeah. The next pay-per-view, if they or have if double it, or yeah. nothing. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah. And, like, the whole match, I, th- I, thought, it was a, I thought it was a number one contender's match. So um, that made it better I didn't, for me. yeah. But... But in the heat of the moment, I didn't even think about it because I was enjoying the match so much and watching Kip Sabian right. get beat up. Right. That's great. That was great. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, and there was other people ringside, and Tony Fischabani, uh interviewed Cole Cabana. He was one. Yes. SCU was one. Yeah, because didn't, uh, didn't Kip come up to Cole and get in his face yeah. or something like that because yeah. Cole was talking about him? Right. Yeah. Um because that was yeah, right so after the women's like, match, I think. So that looks like that's going to be Colt's first feud. Yeah. will be with Kip, so that should be fun. Yeah. Um, they like to let Kip be that kind of intro guy, it seems like. Yeah. Yep. And then Tony Schiavone uh, went outside to tell John Moxley, or if this was filmed earlier in the day or whatever. He wasn't tell- allowed in because right. he wasn't cleared or whatever. Right. And then he said that, it, which was weird, that... Uh, He's never been medically cleared. I yeah, I don't know what he was going I don't know if he meant mentally or what. That's kind of how I took it. <laughs> that's how I took it, too. But, but I still, still don't know exactly what that means. Yeah, it's so. still very weird. But you know what? Maybe they play mm-hmm. into that next week, if they do yeah. something next week. But I do like that um, after that, he did drive off uh, in the car that... That Jericho got him to join the inner circle. Yeah, I still like that that car keeps showing up. That must be Tony Khan's. Probably. I'm guessing. Probably. That's probably like one of his personal cars that or could, whatever. Yeah, that's very... Because it's not just like people have these things laying around that they can borrow for the show right. when they're in a specific town or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Um, right. Maybe that's actually Moxley's car. It could be. I mean, fuck, I, I guarantee I mean, he made a shit ton of money in WWE. He was one of the S.H.I.E.L.D. He had to oh, have yeah. made bank in WWE, oh, yeah, dude. He was their sure. heavyweight champion. Well, I mean, I think even before he came to AEW, he said he didn't really even need the money. Like, he could have retired if he wanted. Probably. So, um, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy to spend his money willy-nilly. He no. seems like he's a pretty down-to-earth kind of dude. Yeah. I'm sure he's got some nice toys, like a nice whatever he's oh, into, yeah. like right. you or I would. I mean, right. I guarantee if I had WWE pay money, I'd be out buying two or three nice like $7,000 bases in oh, the yeah. house and shit. Right. Custom built for Daryl. I'd Fuck have yeah. four-wheelers. That's what I'd have. I'd have custom bases. Like, just fast four-wheelers and tons of Legos, too. Oh, I'd have so many Legos, dude. I wish I was Lego rich. I know. 
I'd, I would have. I would buy a second house just to put all my Lego models in when right. I was done building them. Right. Great. My own Lego museum, if you will. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Butcher and the Blade took on took on Jurassic Express next. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was this was fun. Mm. Butcher and the Blade looked like they were going to pick up the win here. Yeah. But MJF causes the distraction, which caused Butcher and Blade to lose. So maybe we're going to mm-hmm. have something with air for MJF's next deal. Yeah. Which could be good. And turn Butcher and Blade face, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. See how that goes. Maybe they don't have to turn face. I mean. No. That's what I like about AEW. There's all these grays. Like, yes. There's like, more gray areas. Yeah. Unless you're MJF. He's just a fucking prick. Right. Exactly. Salt of the Earth, though. Totally. Um, That's why he didn't wrestle. His mm-hmm. promo was great, too. Yeah. He shows salt of the earth. He's letting the people that don't normally get TV time wrestle under these special circumstances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Next up, Dark Order come out to the ring. Evil Uno One says that the Exalted One is near. Yeah, and, and then Christopher Daniels and Kazarian interrupt, and he's like, I'm sick of this crap. There is no Exalted One. And then it cuts to a video. Mm-hmm. The voice is all fucked up, and there's a dude in a hooded coat, and you can't see him, but as slowly as the promo continues, which was a really good promo, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best line, which I'm sure is where you were going with yeah. this, was, uh, you weren't the first old man to not believe in me. Yeah. Which was fantastic. Little jab at Vince there. Right. And sure as shit, as the voice starts to clear out, mm-hmm. you realize this is not Matt Hardy, but in fact is one Brody Lee or Luke mm-hmm. Harper for you WWE fans out there. Yep. <coughs> yeah. Fantastic. And then he showed up and beat the fuck out of SCU. Right. And teased the fucking sister Abigail. Yeah, he did. But ended up just hitting him with a big lariat mm-hmm. and calling it there. So, right. yeah, that was good times. Yeah. Good um, swerve. I truly thought this was going to be Matt Hardy. I did too. But it makes sense. And, like, yeah, I like it with, uh, you know, now he's going to be his own cult leader and all that. Yeah. Fantastic. And, yeah, very well done. All right. of it was good. And I would kind of, I would so love if Bray left, too. And I can, after the way they're trying to fuck the Fiend up, I can mm-hmm. see it happening. Right. I mean, I don't know when his contract's up, but... Yeah. It was, Matt Hardy was on AEW, no, sorry, Matt Hardy was on Talk is Jericho, yeah. and they actually talked, he talked about some of the shit he pitched with Bray Wyatt and stuff, and I'm like, that would have been fucking so good, Yeah. and Vince didn't get it. Nope. When, if you remember the first segment of the final deletion where they threw Bray into the Lake mm-hmm. of Recarnation, which is where Bray basically went away before he came back as the Fiend, yeah. led to all that, it was the main event of Monday Night Raw. And it was done, and they watched it, and people were like applauding and congratulating Matt, and Vince was like, I still don't get it. And it's like, that's why it didn't go anywhere. It's yeah. Vince doesn't fucking, it doesn't matter. Everybody in the world liked it, and that one segment could have put their ratings from mm-hmm. 2 million to 12, and Vince didn't get it, and ain't doing shit, and ain't fucking going anywhere. Yep. Old fucking man. Uh, we have the Inner Circle, which was probably, uh, yeah. Jack Hagar and Ortiz and Santana mm-hmm. um, versus the Elite, which was Cody Rhodes, Adam Page, and Matt Jackson. Yes, it was for the advantage in the Blood and Guts match, mm-hmm. and the heels pick up the victory here, the inner circle. Right. Of course they do. You're of not going to give the fucking faces the advantage in that kind of match. Right. And then Jericho gets on the mic and is like, you guys suck, you don't stand a chance. Right. 
And then all of a sudden you hear and here comes a fucking drone. Mm-hmm. It's a familiar drone. I've seen that somewhere before. Mm-hmm. In fact, that looks like Vanguard 1. A little bit. And sure as shit, fucking Matt Hardy is there and he proclaims that Zenith is dead and mm-hmm. he now is the vessel for Damascus. Yep. And he's here in AEW as part of the elite. Yeah. And he's going to join him for Blood and Guts. And he's going to delete the Inner Circle. Yep. And then he did the delete dude. If there was a crowd, this would have been fucking insanely mm-hmm. loud inside of that arena. Dude, yeah. It kind of sucks that nobody got to... Right, see that live. Because nobody was expecting Matt Hardy to show up after Brody Lee showed up earlier in the right. show. Like, nobody was. Right. That would have been no. so fucking over. Yeah. And you could hear the drone on TV. Mm-hmm. Jericho couldn't hear that when he was on stage. So oh. he didn't know exactly when it was coming in. Oh, okay. They were talking about that on the podcast nice. as well. It was really good. I recommend you guys check yeah. out that podcast, Buds. It was fantastic. Nice. should do it right after this one, actually. Yeah. Unless you want to listen to some of the Bud Cuts. Right. But that was free. Dynamite. Yeah. Fantastic. Very and fantastic. It was, yeah, the escape we all needed for two hours. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> NXT was not. No. But it was still good. The first I didn't, yeah, hour I didn't plus with the ads and everything was basically the entire story of Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. And it was fantastic. It was really well done. It was really well put together. They had some new segments. They mm-hmm. did all the way back from the first tryouts. Johnny got signed. Ciampa didn't. Ciampa basically talked his way back into the first Cruiserweight Challenge. They fought each other and had the best match in the entire Cruiserweight Challenge, except for maybe that one Kota Ibushi match, because yeah. fucking Kota Ibushi right. caught him so glad he didn't sign with WWE. Me too. Oh, God. Right. Um, and then the last part of it was kind of Rhea Ripley's story, and mm-hmm. it, I think because it was kind of similar with coming through the Mae Young as opposed to the Cruiserweights to what we what I just heard, it didn't it wasn't as impactful. Yeah, and her history with WWE is obviously not as long as Gargano and Ciampa's is. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it reminds you why Gargano and Ciampa is one of the best stories in all of modern wrestling. Yeah. It really, oh, it really is. is. This yeah. is up there with fucking Macho Man and... Mm-hmm. I mean, all that from the fucking time that DiBiase bought it from Andre yeah. and Macho Man won it and then mm-hmm. Macho Man and Hogan and their whole build and tear down and story Miss Elizabeth and the right. Twin Towers and fucking... So that's yep. probably the second best story mm-hmm. now because Ciampa and Gargano. Right. And then third's probably, honestly... Uh, um, Omega and Okada. Okada. Like, their story's fantastic, too. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah. Alright. But that was NXT. Yeah. Smackdown. Yeah. Smackdown. Smackdown Live, yeah. Sister Sister. Yeah, I did throw this on for a little bit. I didn't. Um, I watched uh, Ups and Downs this morning. Right. I didn't. Um, to see what happened. Yeah. The beginning, Mojo Riley came out with Gronkowski yep. and uh, Gronk's Michael hosting Cole. both days of WrestleMania, mm-hmm. which is fine. I mean, might get some viewers in on it. And, I mean, it's a way to add some excitement when there's going to be nobody there. And we well, we've known hype. for what two or three years now that as mm-hmm. soon as Gronk was done playing football, he's yeah. more or less going to be in negotiation with WWE. Right. So um, yeah, and plus. I'd rather have him doing this than being involved with a match when there's already mm-hmm. so many fucking part-timers at Mania this year between Goldberg and right. everybody, fucking Lesnar, as your two main champions right. going in. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'm fine with this. Yep. 
And then uh, Baron Corbin interrupts this, so looks like maybe this might be... Gronk's first feud mm-hmm. coming in. Yeah. you got Mojo to no help light. him break the waters. Right. you got a guy like Corbin who I think would be a solid first feud for mm-hmm. Gronk. I think that could work. Oh, yeah. And Elias came out, too, and was singing and talking and all that fun stuff. So, um, Beating Elias. And then we had tag team match. Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak versus Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. I, I want to see this just yeah, because of the four names involved yeah. here. I bet this was a good match. It was really good. I enjoyed it. And Bryan and Gulak picked up the win. Um, yeah. These two are fantastic together. I heard Cole did a pretty exceptional job this week on commentary on SmackDown as well. Yeah. Probably because he didn't have someone telling him what to say every second of the Most day. Most likely. Cole's good on his own. Mm-hmm. He has to be. He's been doing this for like 20 fucking years. Yeah. He better be good at it. Great. It's just they won't leave him alone and let him just do what he does. Mm. It's a WWE's overall problem, I guess. They just won't let people do shit. Great. Because um. who's going to get me over better than me? Right. Nobody. Exactly. Um. Unless they're like AJ Styles or right. one of those rare guys. There's 12 of them alive right now. They can mm. put anybody over. Right. Seth Rollins. Yeah. Lesnar, if he's interested. Yes. Orton, if he's interested. Um, Then there was a commercial after the match, and then Gulak and Brian were backstage stretching. And then there was a Cesaro, Nakamura, and Zayn came in, and they had a fun little thing, but uh, Zayn's going to defend the Intercontinental title, I guess, against the two of them if Gulak can beat Nakamura next week. Yeah. So, like a triple threat, I guess. It's weird, but whatever. Yeah, but, God. Maybe they'll be co-Intercontinental champions. Right. Imagine that match. Those three. Yeah, fuck yeah. Shinsuke, Gulak, and Daniel Bryan. Or, I mean, Sami Zayn, Nakamura, and... No. No. Daniel Bryan, and Sami Zayn... And Drew Gulak. Yeah, there you go. Those three. Jesus. <laughs> any three would be fun. Well, yeah, any three out of that. I mean, honestly, all five of them. And just have a five-man tornado right. single match. Yeah. I guess you just well, they, could do a ladder, they could do a ladder match for that one. Yeah, since Bailey's going to be a six-pack instead of a ladder. Yeah, Paige was on Skype and Paige, told, yeah. Bailey, told Bailey that she was going to have to defend her match. Or her match against the title. Lacey Evans. <laughs> yeah. Dana Brooke. Right. Of course, Bailey, because she's the champion. Obviously. Tamina, because, and even, even Bailey said, still like, she still there. works here. Yeah. <laughs> Tamina, who I always fucking forget about. Right. And Sasha Banks. And. Naomi. Naomi, that's who I was missing. Thank you. Yep. Are going to be your six. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling, I think Bailey's going to retain mm-hmm. from this. Right. But I think this is what's going to start the Bailey Sasha. Yeah. Me too. And then maybe that that needs to be SummerSlam, those two. Because I think Bailey's held that title longer than anybody now. Yeah, for sure. And also, maybe, and also it's not really, doesn't belong here, but I'm thinking about it, so we'll just throw it out there. Adam Cole is now officially the Mm -hmm. longest reigning NXT champion ever. Yeah. He got that Thursday, I think. Last Thursday, so, yeah. Nice. Um... Then we got John Cena versus Bray Wyatt from WrestleMania 30. Yeah. I like this better than the other two, um, the Raw and the SmackDown one from the past week, just mm-hmm. because, like, 
this fits into the story. Yes. And it's something older I haven't seen in a while. This was actually, of the three that they aired, this was the first thing I've actually watched. It's because this is the only storyline going on in all of WWE, just WWE, right now, yeah. that goes back longer than two months ago. Right. That, that's that's it. That's the only... That's, that's, that's why it was so much better. They don't have any other storylines they could do this with. Right. Which I is... Know. The shittiest part. This yeah. is mania. This should be the culm- culmination right. of everything from the whole last fucking year. But they year. could do... They could do... Um, also, they could do the Undertaker-Roman match if they wanted. That would fit That's in. true. Because AJ brought that up, at least. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's adjacent to the story. It's not a direct right. part of it, but right. you're right. They could it's have showed some Undertaker something stuff. Something like that, yeah. But no, you're right. This was a good spot here, mm-hmm. even though it showed the problems of WWE even this far back when Bray Wyatt should have fucking won this oh, match. Yeah. yeah. But so. it was a good match though. Right. Um, and then there was an interview with Bliss and Cross asking about the Kabuki Warriors. Yes. Yeah. And Alexa's gonna face Asuka next week. Yeah, she week. challenged Asuka for a match next week because Asuka beat Nikki Cross up <laughs> yeah. last week. And then we had an episode of The Dirt Sheet with The Miz and John Morrison. I watched this. I ended up catching this because ups and downs. Mm. They started off coming out to the ring and they're in the ring talking and shit. But then they were cutting to like crowd shots. But it was pre-recorded footage of them earlier in the crowd. Uh But they were dressed up like the New Day and like the Usos, Mm -hmm. which was really fucking on point. Yeah. Uh, But I think the best was they came out dressed up like Bacon Talking about having coronary yeah. heart attacks and yeah. shit. Because they were having Because they were heavy machinery. Yeah. yeah. It was Steaks and weights, Tucky. Really. Steaks and weights. <laughs> no, that was fantastic. Right. Which led to a match versus them, those two teams, Miz and Morrison and uh, Heavy Machinery. But Ziggler was out and, at the ringside, and yeah. of course he gets involved. And, right. Yeah. And the camera glitched again, too. Yes. Some weird thing. I still think it's Ali. Maybe. Is my guess, but um, yeah, Ziggler interferes, and then Otis just fucking flips out after the match. Yeah, grabs a chair and beats the right. fuck out of everybody with the chair. Well, he didn't beat the fuck out of Tucker, right. but you know, obviously, yeah, it was really good. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see Otis get his hands on Ziggler. It's a weird story, Man. but fuck it, I'm I like Otis enough. I'm in, right. but I the story it. is odd. It is, but I don't give a shit. I mean, it fits like Ziggler's. But if you think about it, in the real scheme of things, it doesn't seem like Ziggler's done anything wrong here. Not yet. I still think he's the one, him and Sonya, like, working together. I'm hoping, but as of now, like, we're cheering for Otis, and he's the bad guy in this story as has been presented to us at this point. But the text message. That's what you gotta remember. But there's um, no proof that that had anything to do with Dolph Ziggler. No, but still. <laughs> Not even been alluded to in his presence. They haven't even mentioned the text message. Vince probably forgot about it. Maybe. So. Who knows? Um, then the main event was contract signing between Goldberg and Roman Reigns. They looked and at each other and... Yeah, they said some stuff, flipped the table and... Looked at each other. Yeah. There you go. And now SmackDown yeah. Live. Yep. Takes so. us to news and rumors. This yeah. will be quick. I think we've talked about every fucking thing I have. Nice. Don't you go ahead and go. I really don't think I have anything else. Um, Let's... If I do, you probably have it anyways. Uh, Apparently, John Moxley has supported a bunch of indie wrestling organizations. That's cool. Through this situation. Um, I did not see that. Yeah. So, yeah, and we talked, you know, yeah, WrestleMania is going to be two nights now. 
It's going to happen at the Performance, Performance Center, Center instead of Tampa Bay. Right, and they might be t- uh, taping some of it early, so which we've already talked about. They canceled two matches. Yeah, they're not doing the Battle Royals. Yeah, they canceled both people. of those because it's too many people to meet CDC guidelines at the moment. So, right. yeah. Yep. Um, Jericho, I don't know if it was in an interview on his podcast at one point or something, but apparently he said, um, which I didn't even think about these parts, but he had said he has more control over, like, things that I wouldn't have thought about. Mm-hmm. Like, saying his, you know, the product, the music, the lights, the, right. like, all that stuff. And I wouldn't have thought about, you know, like, right. when's this, like, come on? Or how do you do, like, I didn't think about that stuff. I mean, but somebody has to, the like, storyline. Yeah, I like that. But somebody's so, thinking about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Not me. Yeah. Oh, I did have one. Um, what is it? Uh, Jushin Thunder Liger is going to enter the WWE Hall of, Cla- oh, Hall of Fame yep. class this year for 2020, whenever yeah. they end up doing that. Yeah, as long as things clear up, the rumor is they're just going to make SummerSlam this year and do it there. That'd be so, huge. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'd be down for that. So, um, right. Uh, I got one more, I guess. Okay. Uh, actually, real quick, the WWE shirts, they've released shirts mm-hmm. for WrestleMania 36 that says I wasn't there because pretty much nobody's going to be there, yeah. which I thought was pretty funny, honestly. Right. <coughs> Kayfabe News is also reporting mm-hmm. that God is finally getting his right. revenge right. for his 2006 loss to Vince McMahon. Nice. That I was actually that one. the one I had... Next. Nice. Yeah, I saved that one, but that's nice. all I've got. So, um, so WrestleCon was happens every year, Mania weekend. Mm-hmm. They were going to do it at a Marriott. Um, it was like hundred and forty thousand dollars or something. Goddamn. And Marriott was refusing to give the money back because they're dicks, right? Because they're dicks, and like, yeah. Um, Jericho was stepping in trying to get involved and a bunch of other wrestlers and stuff that nice. got done WrestleCon and things like that so uh, CM Punk apparently said the four wrestlers that um, the four people he would wrestle if the conditions were right uh, Daniel Bryan, John Cena Rey Mysterio and Will Ospreay and mm-hmm. Warrior Osprey is trying to uh, make it happen. Make it happen at the Tokyo Dome, January fourth. Oh, dude! Right? That would be fucking awesome. Right? So, like I said, we'll see. But uh, conditions have to be right. Apparently, I feel like if the if those conditions are going to be met by anybody, it's New Japan. The other three guys yeah. are WWE guys. Exactly. So, yeah, and to do that at the Tokyo Dome. For the Never Open Weight Championship? No, fuck yeah. I don't know. That's That'd money. Great, right? Um, this weekend, or uh, this Sunday, ESPN is apparently going to start airing some uh, old WrestleManias. Yeah, they're starting with um, 30. Yeah, they're going to do 30 first, and then... Um, they're skipping 31, 33, and... 35, 34? Uh, I think they're going to show 31, 30, or 30, 32, and 34. Okay. I don't know. Or maybe 35. I didn't see what they were, but... Yeah, 30's first. Yeah, I saw 30. And for whatever reason, they're skipping 31, and they're going to show 32, and they're skipping 33. I think they're showing maybe 35. Okay. Yeah. It made me wonder, what's so bad about 31 and 33? They don't want to show those. I don't remember. 
33 was when we were there. Yeah, I was going to say, that was Orlando. Was okay. 31, I remember sucking. I don't remember what. 33 was fucking awesome, sucking. mainly because of the fucking Hardys returned. Right. Yeah. Maybe they don't want to show that. Because of that. I guess. Um, let's see. I think I have two more. Um, Braun Strowman is a dick. Um, oh, yeah. Totally. Right. You know, uh, Evil Uno posted something on Twitter just saying, you know, people support indie wrestling, asking people to, like, order from high spots and uh, order DVDs and things of, like, independent wrestling organizations to support them while we can't go to shows. Okay. And he jumped in and said, here we go with more of the somebody pay, pay for my bills stuff. If you can't afford to pay your bills, maybe you should change professions. That's why I quit Strongman. I loved it, but I couldn't afford to live, so instead of making a GoFundMe or a Patreon wanting someone else to take care of me, I went out and worked harder than ever and had my life to get where I am. What happened to being accountable for your own actions? Fucking dick. Yeah, a little bit. So, yeah. WrestleMania 31 was Roman Lesnar when Seth Rollins cashed in. Oh. Which was a fun main event. We also had Mm -hmm. The Undertaker beat Bray Wyatt. Okay. Cena beat Rusev for the U.S. Championship. That mm-hmm. was the year Rusev, I think, wrote in on the tank as the champion. Uh, AJ Lee and Paige defeated the Bellas in that awful fucking tag team match. Yeah. The Sting Triple H no DQ match. Uh, Orton beat Seth Rollins earlier in the night. Right. Uh, Daniel Bryan defeated Bad News Barrett, Ambrose Ziggler, Stardust Harper, and R-Truth for the Intercontinental Championship. Cool. Then that was the year Big Show beat Won the 30-man Andre the Giant Royale. Okay. And the pre-show foresaw Tyson Kidd and Cesaro defeat Los Matadores, The New Day, and The Usos in a fatal four-way tag team match for the <coughs> WWE Tag Team Championships back when there was only one tag team championship on WWE. Nice. Before the new brand split. Right. Um, yeah. And then the last thing I have is Tony Khan posted something on Twitter just saying like AEW is going to keep doing weekly as long as they're allowed um, but they are going to be postponing Blood and Guts yes. so um, yeah I did notice that throughout Dynamite they kept saying on the next episode of Dynamite as opposed to mm-hmm. next week on Dynamite like they normally do and right. I'm pretty sure that was on purpose as a just in, just case. in case they're not promising anything they can't deliver on exactly. that was a smart call mm-hmm. Well, I guess but um, they're also saying a lot of, or there's rumors that like um, they just couldn't get that set up in Daly's place too, which is part of that makes sense. Life. It would be hard to fit two rings in there, yeah. and their space is a bit more limited than most normal right. venues. Right. So that they're doing six, seven thousand people's or whatever. Yep. Right on. Well, I guess that brings us back to the top 100 of the decade. Yeah. We took Last a. Decade. A ranking of the last decade's PWI 500 lists, mm-hmm. and these were ranked out by, you know, you get basically 100 points for being first that year, and one point for being 100th that year, and then they added all the points together and reordered them. BJ and I are going through the list, watching matches from each individual one, as we've done in the past, and now we're re-ranking the first 20, uh, it'd be obviously 81 mm-hmm. through 100. Um, into our order where we think they rank and then we've locked in the bottom 10 of that list mm-hmm. then we'll do 10 more and lock in 10 and keep going until we're done rinse yep. lather repeat yep. rather rinse repeat you gotta lather before you rinse 
So, let's start off with number 100. Yep. Uh, was originally Abyss, and mm-hmm. this is where I put Abyss. Yeah, I put Batista back here, just because they I get really it. did anything. Abyss, I've never actually seen an Abyss match, Abyss match I really, really liked, unless right. it was against Mick Foley, and I'm pretty sure that's Mick Foley and not Abyss, right. so that's why I put him last. I'm just right. not an Abyss fan, it. not my and fan. And I am, because I, mean, I, I watch it. And I didn't watch that either, I didn't. So, I don't have any nostalgia for the guy. Right. He was pretty much done by the time. His career happened in the span. I wasn't watching wrestling. So, right. yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, what was it? 99 was Eric Young. Mm-hmm. And that's where I have Eric Young. Mm-hmm. And that's where I have Batista. Uh, we talked about this. It wasn't mm-hmm. Batista's decade. Right. It was the decade before. So, that's why he's 99. Yeah. I just put Eric Young here because, I mean, I don't know. He hasn't really done that much. Yeah. Um, Gotcha. But, yep. Uh, number 98 was originally Andrade Cien Almas. Mm-hmm. And this is where I've placed Devon Dudley. Great. And I put Matt Morgan. Um, I just, I've never been a Matt Morgan fan. Yeah, Devon for me was the same as Batista, though. He yeah. went below because at least Matt Morgan belongs in the decade. Right. Batista, Devon were the previous decade. Yeah. Devon did more than Batista, but I still feel like he belongs in the right. 2000s. In right. the 90s, too, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, 97 Jeep. Oh yeah, 97 was <coughs> Batista. Yes. This is where I put Abyss. Yeah, and this is where I put uh, Matt Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big Matt Morgan fan. The match I watched, I think he could have been more if they would have booked him better, but yeah. they booked him as a loser, so mm-hmm. that's how he came off, was a loser. Yep. So there you go. Good mm-hmm. job, TNA. Uh, I think the next one. 96 mm-hmm. was originally Marty Scroll, mm-hmm. and yeah, he's moving up. Yeah. Uh, this is where I put Eric Young. He yeah. also, he hasn't done much, but I feel like he was better than Matt Morgan just for a sanity run. That was pretty enjoyable. Helped getting some young and up-and-comers a little bit more over in WWE with Killian Dane and Alexander right. Wolfe specifically. I think Nikki Cross could have done, I think she could have done it without the help of those guys, right. but it did help, so, yeah. yeah. And I put Mark Briscoe here, um, just because, yeah, he's mainly a tag guy, and... You know, it's what I know him from. Mm-hmm. And, but, I mean, he is one of the best tag teams of this decade. Yeah. I mean, right up there with the Usos and the New Day and the Young Bucks. Like, Absolutely. They're Ring of Honor's best tag team. Right so, now, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number 95. That's you. You do 95. 95 was Mark Briscoe. Mm-hmm. And this is where I have a different Mark. The Henry type. Yes. Yep. I have the Briscoe type here. Right. Okay. Same thing. Great tag mm-hmm. team, but, I, you know... Not really known for a singles career. We're going to get a couple more of those names coming up here soon. So, yeah. And then for me, yeah, I put Mark Henry down just because, yeah, he needed to fall. Like, he wasn't much of this decade, but he did have that really good, you know, the salmon jacket retirement run yes. in this um, Hall of Pain mm-hmm. at the beginning, but it's been, you know, only a couple of years. Yep. Yep. Uh, number 94 was Matt Morgan. This is where I put Mark Henry for actually mm-hmm. the same reason. His run that he had at the beginning of the decade was enough to get him on this list, in my opinion. But he's going to be so low because, yeah. you know, it wasn't the best run. Right. It wasn't super long. And most of this decade, he's just been a, a special attraction, kind of one-off guy. So, right. yeah. Um, you had. And I had. Which number? 94. 94. I have Jimmy Uso. Yep. Um, yeah, again, tag teams. Uh, and then... I mean, and he's the, I don't know, he's where they had him 
behind Jay. So that's really why I put him behind Jay. No, he was ahead of Jay. Hmm? Was he was he? ahead of Jay originally, yeah. Oh. Well, then I don't know. I Fair can't enough. tell him apart. <laughs> right, I can't either. I don't know them personally. <laughs> right. It's hard with twins if you don't know them. Exactly. So, then, so yeah, 93 yeah. was Pete Dunn. Mm-hmm. And this is where I had Jay. Yeah, actually, I did as well. Right. Uh, but this is because I put Jay Uso first. So, right. yeah, my next spot is Jimmy okay. Uso. Right. And that's 92, where originally Kento Miyahara was. Right. Um, honestly, for me, it wasn't so much that they sorted Jimmy first. It's just when I watched their matches, I enjoyed the match I watched of Jimmy's more than right. I did Jay's. So that was the yeah. tiebreaker for me between the two. Yeah. yeah, they're tag team guys. They don't belong right. in this exactly. list. Yeah. Um, and I put Devon Dudley here yeah. mainly because I forgot he was on this list and I didn't feel like moving. Because um, really, realistically, I want him behind uh, or, or in front of Abyss, but. They're locked in, and it's a lot of moving. Yeah, I don't care. So fair enough. That's why he's that high up. All right, (laughs) and then for the final spot, that's locked in. Yeah, ninety-one. This is uh, was Tommaso Ciampa. This Mm -hmm. is where I put Kento Mayahari. Yeah, and this is where I put El Terrible. These are going to be the only two that we have different that are locked in here. Other than that, we locked in the same nine, Mm -hmm. just in a little bit different order. Yeah, I was not a fan of El Terrible, mainly because he just didn't move. There was no fucking story. Right. And that's actually my biggest complaint about Lucha Wrestling in particular, is there's just mm-hmm. not much story in their matches. Doesn't make much sense. Number 90 was originally Devon Dudley. We've talked about him, and mm-hmm. we kind of flip-flopped. This is where I have Kento Miyahara. Yeah, and this is where I have El Terrible. So, yeah. Uh, 89 was Hideo Itami, or Kenta Fu. New Japan, all Japan fans out there. Mm-hmm. And this is where uh, I had Baron Corbin. Same. This is yeah. where I put Baron Corbin. Um, it was good. I enjoyed his stuff on NXT when he was mm-hmm. coming up. His stuff's been subpar. Not all his fault. A lot of it's been the shit booking that they put Baron Corbin in. Right. Dog food and just dumb shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not bad either. So, yeah, yeah Baron Corbin. Yep. Be right there. Uh, number 88 was originally El Terrible, and this is where I put Pentagon Jr. Yep, I did too. Same thing. I'm not a fan of the Lucha style, mm-hmm. and especially, and he's also a tag team wrestler, and tag team Lucha's mm-hmm. like 20 times worse than single Lucha style. Yeah. So, yeah, not a fan, but yeah. Yeah, plus he just annoys the fuck out of me. Yeah, he's just Sierra, Sierra Miero too much, and we get it. You're not afraid, dude. He's I been doing better on Dynamite. I think like, someone told him, like, dude, you gotta fucking, like, do something else, please. Because, like, I, again, I mean, you can listen to the Bud Kipes, but I bitched a lot. Like, when I saw him live, I just wanted to punch him on his I went in, I went in neutral on Pentagon Jr. going into the all-in. And by the time mm-hmm. all-in was over, I was so fucking sick of hearing Sierra Mierdo that I didn't give mm-hmm. a fuck. So, yeah, yep. fuck you, Pentagon. 87, BJ. 87 was <laughs> Jey Uso. Yeah. And this is where I have Mara Fuji. Mm-hmm. Me too. And yeah, so do you. So, yeah, I mean, I enjoy Mara Fuji. You know, it was good. I've known, I think I've seen a few of his matches before, so. There was a there was a couple matches. Uh, actually, there was, like, the next three guys, basically, based upon the one match, I thought Mara Fuji was better. Yeah. But I've seen so much more of the other guy's stuff, right. and I've seen, like, three Mara Fuji matches, so I didn't have, so that's kind of the reason he fell back, is because right. he was not really as well known to me. Yeah. Uh, number 86 was originally Pentagon Jr. This is where I put Kenta. Mm-hmm. Um, his NXT run was lackluster. Then he got hurt. 
Then he got shuffled down to 205. Then he was in doing amazing shit in New Japan, and the decade ended, right. you know, six right. months later. So, yeah. uh, unfortunately, Kenta just didn't have much <coughs> opportunity to prove himself. Mm-hmm. But what I've seen was fantastic. So right. I'm, I'm looking forward to what this decade brings for Kenta. Yep. And I had, yeah, I had Almas here. Um, yeah, his NXT run alone was amazing. Um, and he, uh, you know, his or Mexico stuff was really good, you know, that I made sure to watch mm-hmm. one of his matches Michigan. from there um, just to get the difference. But, yeah. yeah. And then, was it 85, yes, where's sir. where Marafuji was, and this is where I flopped uh, Kenta. Mm-hmm. Um, I put him ahead just because, I mean, he was, like, the face of all Japan for the first half of the decade before he came to WWE. Right. Um, so that's why I kind of gave him the nod. There. Fair enough. This is where I had Andrade. We just flip flop these two, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I think um, I like Andrade better. Uh, I, I just overall I like him better. But mm-hmm. again, he's also been booked better, especially his NXT run. Um, yeah. Him and Zelina Vega together are just fucking genius. That mm-hmm. was the smartest move NXT maybe ever made was hooking those two up. Right. And again, because I know him better, I think he got over on Kenta. But Kenta might be the better wrestler, honestly, yeah. of the two. Yeah. So uh, that moves us on to number eighty-four, which was originally Luke Harper or Brody Lee for you AEW fans out there. Yeah. And this is where I put Luke Harper. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is where I put Luke Harper. Yeah. Funny enough, he fell right in. Um, mm-hmm. He's definitely one of the four best guys we've seen so far on this yeah. list. Uh, it's just unfortunately, I think he had the weakest booking of all four, and he's right. had the least opportunity of all four. Mm-hmm. But he's still like my second favorite match I've ever seen live, which was him versus right. Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Luke Harper. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really looking forward to what mm-hmm. this day breakings for him with AEW Me and too. being the exalted one and shit we just talked about. This is going to be fantastic for him. So yeah. Yep, yeah. yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So, in 83 was Baron Corbin. Yeah. This is where I had Marty Skrull. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I put him here, you know, he's been in charge of Ring of Honor, uh, the face of Ring of Honor for the past year, yep. the last of the decade, but, you know, what he built himself, built himself up to in Japan and, you know, over there, uh, progress and all that. All the London just, stuff, yeah, all the England yeah, stuff, I mean, the UK. Of, right, being part of the elite, being part of the Bullet Club, like... Yeah, he's just been amazing, and this decade will probably be even bigger because you know, he's in charge of running, basically, Ring of Honor now. I think so. when we get to the end of the decade, mm-hmm. I think we're going to see Marty Skrull and Hangman Adam Page as two of the top guys this mm-hmm. decade, barring some kind of freak injury or something right. that cuts them short. Right. I think they're going to be two of the biggest names this mm-hmm. decade. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of other guys I feel like are going to be on this list. Mm-hmm. And out of everybody we've watched so far, I think Marty Scroll is going to be the highest name on this list yeah. out of these 20 we've watched at this point. Uh, now, to be fair, possibly. there are a couple other guys that could be, like mm-hmm. Andrade in particular is right. one of the other names I'm looking at. Yeah. But that I, we've talked about so far. But yeah. I think, Mar- yeah, so far. But I think Marty's advantage is that he has more creative control and is going to be booked better mm-hmm. than Andrade's going to be over the next at least couple of years. Right. So I think that's going to be there. Yep. Uh, number 82, next to last for us, was originally Mark Henry. And we've already talked about mm-hmm. the reasons why we moved him back. Yep. Uh, in his spot, it's Pete Dunne. Mm-hmm. <coughs> for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's just bring both of these into it. 81, so we can talk about the differences. Okay. 81 was Jimmy Uso. Yeah. Yeah, and then I had 
Champa at 82, Pete Dunn at 81. And I flopped him. I had Dunn second and and Champa first. For me, Tommaso Champa is now a part of my favorite storyline ever in professional wrestling. And you buds that have been around more than just this episode know I love me a good story when it comes to my wrestling. So that is honestly why he got Mm -hmm. the nod over Dunn. To look at it, though, Dunn gets the second place because he is a large part of bringing prominence to the UK scene. Not alone, but, I mean, he had a lot to do with it with a big group of guys that were more or less the original UK guys, more or less. But him, Trent Seven, Tyler Bate, are... Without them, we probably wouldn't have got into the British scene when we did. It would probably have been years later when we got into it, when these guys started hitting NXT and shit. Yeah. Um... But I think we're going to see Dunn's going to be one of those guys in the next mm-hmm. decade that's going to be up there as well. He's going to be Me a too. top 25 guy mm-hmm. right. this, this decade we're in now. I agree. Um, I gave I gave Pete the nod just because of that championship run. I almost gave it to him because of his UK title huge. run. Too. I mean, you know, 500 plus days. He was the person they chose to build that brand That whole on. brand on, yep. Um, and yeah, I mean, in just... Yeah, we wouldn't know about UK wrestling without him. Um, so Champa being part Wolverine also um, helps because right. he heals like John Cena. It's ridiculous. Right. So, but yeah, it's it's fun so, that's so we far. Right. We've got a good list going, and this yeah. list is just going to get better. Catch mm-hmm. us next week when we're going to be talking about number eighty, Frankie Kazarian, nice. one part of SCU, mm-hmm. and number seventy nine, Braun oh. Strowman. I have a feeling I'm going to be flipping the two of those. Oh, most likely. At least. You know what's sad is this is almost an unfair list because a lot of WWE guys are falling back because of bad booking. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably not their fault, but... It's not going to be their fault because Braun Strowman got himself over after the fucking White family Mm -hmm. like so many others have done in WWE just to get stomped down. But we can only call them as we see them. Yeah, and we're so, going to keep this train moving. Fuck you. Yeah. I think there's right. only, like, one other person on this list that I have not seen a match from, like, yeah. a match from. Nice. And he'll be in the next 20 or so, I okay. think, if I remember right. Yeah. Um, there might be one or two yeah. on here still. Yeah, we'll keep doing this as long as we're healthy and able, obviously. I mean, even if we can't physically get together to right. do it, we can always do it over a Skype or something. That's true. We can we'll still put the... You. The podcast will still come out even if I have to talk to you, Buds, by myself, right. which, we'll, God, we'll I don't want to do, we'll but... do, but we'll figure it out. Buds Watch Wrestling yeah. isn't the same without BJ Undaryl. That's it true. It just doesn't work. Because then it's just... Buh. Or... Duh. Uds. 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 Yeah, so... Tell us what you think, who you, how you sorted your list. You can hit us up at BudsWW on Twitter and email mm-hmm. to Gmail at the same. Uh, you can hit me up at D-A-R-R-E-L-L underscore G-U-N-S. I forgot my thing nice. there for a second. And you can get me at Beach2004. That's B-W-E-J-2-0-0-4. I'm going to give us a five-star comment. Like, like, share, review, all that fancy horseshit yeah. that you do. Yeah, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell... Everybody. Uh, tell the guy who... Kicked you in the well, and do it from a safe social distance. Yes, so six feet. Cover your mouth when you cough. Yes, wash your hands. Wash your hands. Uh, you know, don't, don't stick marbles stupid. in your nose. Yeah, put them in there. Do right. not put them in there. Don't go to the beach for spring break. Um, How about don't go to spring break? Or yeah, well yeah, stay at home, play some Animal Crossing, listen to Buds, watch wrestling. You know, it's good times. Mm-hmm. 
Fuck yeah, I do. There's a hundred and fucking what, nineteen episodes. Yeah, counting this one that you're guys, listening to now, there's one hundred and eighteen you know, other ones. So Plus, a, there's some little butt episodes. Right. So that's at least a hundred and nineteen hours, and most of them are way more than that. So it's probably like two hundred hours of Bud's Watch Wrestling out there. There's a lot of Bud's Watch, watch Wrestling. So you know, go you should watch. You should listen to every bit of it. Yeah, why not? I have comment on all of it. At least up on Twitter. You know, let's stay social during this time. Yeah. Since we'll we can't do anything else, we, I, we suck. At we Twitter. suck at Twitter, but we try. Yeah, we sometimes. 145 hours and 27 minutes, there not counting the episode you're listening to right, right now, which is another hour. So 146 hours yeah. plus of so, Bud's Watch Wrestling. So yeah, do and that. it's all free in the right. Bud Kai. Free. Just go listen to it. Stay Tell us which one you distance. listen to. We'll get through this and wash your hands. And until well, next time, yeah. that's BJ over there. Wound to that Durrell over there. Peace out, guys. See ya. Go away. Go fuck away. Come back next. Okay. Aforementioned sound check. Sound check. We're checking the sound. We are checking the sound. Yeah, it's good. A little bit more, but I think that's good. Is it? Yeah, once I set up properly and everything, we'll be sweet. Sweet. I think the sound is checked. Is it? Yeah. That's the first time we have to make adjustments. Yeah. I moved this week. That's why. Okay, cool. Whenever you're ready.